Welcome to episode 62 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated series weekly recap podcast. I'm Rod. We're fan- This is an episode. I'm a Storm fan. This is what I meant to say. Not a fan of this episode, but it's all right. We're going to get through this together. I'm JC. And if Rod makes any Frozen references, the book <laughs> is going to be thrown at him instead of just across the room. I don't think I know more Frozen references. Cyclops is waiting for me as our weekly podcast series. We are going back and we are watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men, the animated series and their original intended script order building up to the release of X-Men 97, which is coming to Disney Plus later this year. Some quick reminders, we're a recap show about a series that started now over 30 years ago. It's harder and harder to say every time. Every every time, by the time we get to the third or fourth episode of the recording session, we die a little inside right. when we say that. <laughs> like, it just is painful to say it multiple times in one sitting. Yeah, the, the markers of, of age at this point are wild. Like, I remember the first time I realized I've been out of school longer than I was in it. I've also liked the, we are now further away from the moon landing from when I was born to the moon landing. Uh, That's a sad one. Yeah. You know, um, currently me and some other nostalgia TikTok creators are writing a pitch deck for a panel thing. And in one of our selling points, we were like, now that the 90s are as far away from us as the 60s were for us as kids, and I died. I was like, this will probably sell the panel really well but also hurts physically to acknowledge is true. Anyway, there'll be spoilers. <laughs> like, this is an X-Men roll. show. Yeah. If you don't want to spoil for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, or maybe not, I don't know. Come back, we'll do, do come back, maybe not watch the episode, I don't know. We'll do our best to avoid mentioning anything about future episodes we haven't covered yet. Also, this is the last kind of normal episode of the series, not even just the series. Season five overall gets weird, including this. But from the next episode on, it gets bonkers. So, fun fact, according to the Marvel fandom database, this is the last episode in the traditional animation style. You can tell. <laughs> so that that I'm giving the credit to the Marvel fandom database, just in case that ends up not being the case. Yeah. But according to that, again, because we still have to watch the upcoming episodes, yeah. and we have guests on the upcoming episodes, hopefully. So... That'll be interesting. Which might be the only way we get through them because I, I, one of the episodes coming up is Jubilee's Fairytale Theater. I don't have good memories of that one. We had some, or say, if we get the guests we're supposed to for that, they chose that episode because it is their favorite episode of the series. And that's why I, I'm glad that we have guests on because I, I, I always want people to love and advocate for the things they love, uh-huh. even if I don't appreciate them, as long as it's not malicious. And so I'd rather have someone who loved it to talk about it other than me just being like, what the hell (laughs) the whole time? Anyway, that being said, we're not sponsored with Disney or Disney Plus. (laughs) You are correct, sir. Don't forget to follow us on the social media app of your choosing at Cyclops IWFM pod. That's on Instagram, TikTok, where Rod just reuses (laughs) the shit that we make for Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. How are we doing on TikTok? Are people still watching our crap? It's slowed down, but there's still a pretty decent base on You there, so. need to create more arguments there. Okay. <laughs> and of course, make sure to follow us on the favorite podcast service of your choosing as well. Finally, we record these episodes in batches. So if we're reacting to any news about the upcoming series, we may be behind. That said, I think in our upcoming episodes, 
our batches are going to be skewed because of the guest appearances. Yeah. So we're not actually going to watch certain stuff in order during the final episodes. Fortunately, with the exception of the very last episode, it won't matter. Now onto the show. Today, we're going to be talking about season five, episode four, titled Stormfront Part Two. It aired November 9th, 1996, and currently sits at a 7.1 star rating on IMDb. I am gathering the point two extra points from the last episode is because it's going to be over. Let's get into it. So the, this episode opens with a statue of Storm and Archon, and he's announcing the Festival of Storm. Some people may take the statues as a red flag, and some and Wolverine will see that later, but this is kind of one of our first, like, something is not quite right, even though it seems really celebratory. Because they're also building it really, really quickly. Yeah, and they're large. And anybody that knows, I, I'm not even that much of a history buff, but anybody that understands even this one iota of history knows that large marvels of the world in a time before massive like industrialization usually doesn't mean good things for a large number of people. Yeah. <laughs> so put that way. There, there is a lot of very hard and unfair labor associated yeah. to it, to say the very least. And speaking of all that, it continues on with a montage of people building things that aren't quite explained, but they are dressed differently than Archon and other people that we've seen so far, mostly with the exception of the one guy that got shooed away when the X-Men first arrives. So they're keeping the visual themes there. Yeah. Wolverine is talking to Cyclops and Beast and he doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand why Storm is, is so into this guy and everything like that. And why she just believes him to, to be a fit. Cyclops is kind of playing the opposite to Wolverine here where he kind of, he doesn't see why Wolverine is suspicious. And then Beast is like neutral, but Wolverine leaning, I would say, because he, he does say that he does see that her her choice was unnaturally sudden. Yeah, which I feel like most people with common sense would also agree with. Mm-hmm. I love the dynamic here, though. I just putting this together now. Cyclops has only ever had one girlfriend slash relationship. And Beast and Wolverine have had multiple and Wolverine throughout ages. So like, listen, listen, Boy Scout, this isn't how this works. Right. <laughs> So Storm does say that she's truly happy, though. Well, she over, she overhears yeah. this conversation and is like, come on, guys, let me be happy. This is the first time. And I think that's one of my biggest issues with this little story arc, these two episodes, is that I don't feel like that's characteristic of Storm. Some It's weird. It's like I would almost rather her had been like slightly hypnotized or something because She's usually not this erratic, like not like known a dude for four hours and then be like, can't you be happy for me? I haven't investigated anything about this foreign planet at all. Right. But I know this is perfect. Right. It's like the call. It's like Storm turning into, you know, like a like a a goop self-help guru or something. It was like Uh these stones and, (laughs) you know, this vagina steamer will cure all your ailments. I was going to say you could have just (laughs) gone with like the girl from high school who now is like in a pyramid scheme. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it is, you know, and to even Beast, I think, is the most pragmatic response of like, it was unnaturally sudden for yeah. her. But she starts to give a little bit of a speech about, you know, finally having a spot where she's happy and it being like a new home and Wolverine just keeps pushing back because something about it doesn't feel good to him. You know, and Cyclops and Jubilee kind of, they want to be there and be her friend and be supportive, even if they don't necessarily understand it the way she does. Yeah. And I guess if there were to be an argument about why Storm, why did I say it like that? Storm <laughs> accepted everything so quickly. 
is maybe someone who was writing this had in the back of their head that she was always looking for a way out because she was not happy with where she was. Right. And so, I mean, I know that they, she says that here, but she's kind of, it's kind of making it clear like how much she hated being the X-Men on Earth. and Or just, you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past where are they really doing good? You know, the people they keep saving keep hating them and it gets worse and bigger. And Yeah, she brings that up too. Yeah. Uh, which is also funny because she, she kind of takes it out of my playbook and is like, so I'm just going to give up on them. <laughs> they're going to figure it out. No. <laughs> but Jubilee, you know, is like, let's go. And maybe we could teleport the professor here so he could give her away at the wedding. Which, what the thing that made me laugh about that was, can you imagine that story from Professor Xavier's perspective? Is even more shocking. <laughs> he He's still in the lab <laughs> waiting. Or something, maybe not even lab. He's just hit all his, his entire team has disappeared through bead portals. Half of his team, yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody else is panicked. Professor yeah. X is just sitting there waiting. <laughs> and then Jubilee comes back through. He's like, Hey, so we made it back. Storm's getting married. You're giving her away. And he's like, Okay, we had to back up a little bit here. Yeah, he's like, The fuck did you just say? <laughs> in contrast to this, we cut over to where Archon is in some sort of like landing, not landing pad, like a, or like a, it's a base. Hanger. Yeah, it's a, a hang, yeah. hanger base. Yeah. With like some generals and stuff. Yeah. It looks like other Motu, <laughs> like yep. generals. Yep. They say the fleet is awaiting orders. And it was like, Oh, we're going just like hardcore military right now. Yeah. Okay. And Archon himself is just, his demeanor has changed. He's like in full villain mode. He's like yelling at people. Yep. He's not being as smooth as he was with Storm because apparently he doesn't, he doesn't need to. I was gonna say apparently he doesn't want to fuck any of them, you know. So or he already has. <laughs> like I mean, there you go. That's yeah. how that's how he got them to be in the army. I do love that he points out that the eco instability basically caused them to lose profits. Yeah. So it's not even like the power aspect. It's literally about like riches. It's like uh Yeah, that's really depressing. Even in the multi dimensional like far off universe capitalism still exists is that really a capitalist society though oh well i mean i guess late i don't know i don't I, if, if they're worried about profits i, I guess that's the i don't i don't i mean i was i was saying profits i don't yeah. think those was his exact phrase oh but, yeah, productivity yeah yeah it's called it's costing him yeah. money yeah. so i don't know if that's necessarily capitalism i don't mm-hmm. i don't know how much free trade is going on in this society yeah well well for him yeah you know. i mean it's it's where capitalism is going to go if like jeff bezos colonizes mars <laughs> I know I got those billionaires mixed up, but a lot can happen in the next few years. Yeah. So it looks like an advisor or something. Yeah, comes a over scientist, dude. And says, oh, yeah, he does say the science team. They didn't, they, were, they weren't even trying to, like, make it poetic. They're like, our science, you know, council or whatever. What is that word that I wrote? Yeah, it was like a science council. And it says that, it, yeah, so they say, like, oh, turning off the, the grid and the 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 power what was it, the power tower thing the, the power tower yeah. <laughs> energy transmitter and central and energy transmitter. central energy transmitter cet so even his own like scientists have figured out okay you turn that thing off yeah we'll fix our weather and archon's like yeah we can't have that because it's gonna it's gonna turn off the obedience colors and the and stuff and i, I was like okay so yep. and no one really argues too hard with that. Because you know this dude is literally the kind of guy that when you disagree with him, will kill you. Yeah. Especially if you like, it's one thing if it's like one of the servants at home, like we, we see later in the episode when somebody's mm-hmm. scared of him. I guarantee this is like Darth Vader shit, where if you disagree with him in a public forum, oh, yeah. he literally will choke you out and then you're, you're yeah. dead. 
And somebody else gets a promotion. Yeah, right. And so he points over like a planet off in the distance and says, this is Belgania, Belgania, Belgania. And says they're going to go there to get resources and people. Yep. And laborers. (laughs) Yep. Laborers are very like. They don't want to overuse the word. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But not, not, not paid skilled workers. We'll put it that way. Yeah. But my favorite moment from, from that scene is they're like, yeah, we're under a peace treaty with him. And he goes, a scrap of paper isn't going to stop me. And then he breaks a tablet. Paper is different in the multiverse. Apparently. But then he's like, yeah, 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 show no mercy. Yeah. He's like, listen, do you want this festival or not? (laughs) Do you want a fucking party? Because we're not going to party if we don't have laborers, sir. Which I would have said is not a realistic argument until I had experienced the last few years <laughs> and how some people respond to things. Yep. Anyway. There's a dragon rider before we see Jubilee. Wait, did I miss that? There's a dragon rider and it wasn't like the pterodactyls from the Savage Land. It was uh-huh. a straight up dragon rider. I love that they they have dragons in this planet universe and huh? can't figure out how to like not enslave humans. Well, they're probably <laughs> enslaving the dragons too, if right. we're being realistic. Basically, any fantasy story that I've ever seen where there are dragons that are being ridden, they're also slaves. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. See, so they should unite. They form a coup. They just put them in separate crews is the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Divide and conquer. Then we catch up with Jubilee and Storm. Jubilee's helping Storm get ready for the wedding, and she's super excited that the wedding dress is made of real gold. I'm also going to say helping with big air quotes on that one, because yeah. she's kind of just in the way, and Storm puts up with her bullshit. Oh, yeah. She's helping in like a, what, 16-year-old way? Is that how old? 15 or 16. 16-year-old. Yeah. Also, another thing that I, you know, someone brought up to me once, like a some creator I was watching that I've never been able to unhear or unthink, <laughs> is that... When we go to outer space, oh, you know, I remember it was Tristan and Scott from the It's Probably Not Aliens podcast. And they talk about how ancient aliens talks about like, oh, the aliens must come here for gold. I love that in every other like fantasy society, other planets and stuff, like we just assume that they value gold. It's an easy trope to understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just funny in this universe, they can have all this stuff and dragons and shit. And they're like, gold, that thing, that I mean, rock. You know? <laughs> literally, literally within human society, it was like, cool, they ruined societies because of taking the gold. And there was so much yeah. gold all over the place that it was like, we like it because it's fancy, not because it had actual value. Yeah. And then the people who put actual value behind it were the ones who, you know, decimated yeah. societies. So, Or, you know what would be really great is if it has so little value in this universe, that's why it's used this thread. Because it's so cheap and <laughs> yeah. shitty. Yeah. We find out Archon's cheap, which would be in character for what we find out. It's here. great. He's like, yeah, on her planet, they love this crap. And yeah. he literally just has buckets of it that they're like, <laughs> do you want this? No, I don't want it. Do you want it? So she knocks into the servant girl. And she starts to apologize. But then the, the servant gets like really freaked out and is afraid of getting punished. I don't know why it took this long. But then Jubilee and Storm start seeing like, oh, something's off. It's like, you think? Where do you think the statues came from? Yeah, they're like, wait, why is she terrified? Jubilee's not a petulant brat. She's yeah. she's a pain in the ass, but she's not a brat. So she's not, you know, going full on Karen of why did you knock me over kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, the servant, she runs off like really freaked out. And then that's, I think, the first thing that kind of is, wakes up Storm a little bit. She gets, Storm is very, very slow to wake up in this episode. But at least that's the the start of it. Back where Wolverine and B-Star, Wolverine is recognizing that something is off because he's seeing more and more statues, which yes, because there's like a lot of them within like a day maybe is probably the time frame. Let's let's even go extreme. Let's give benefit of the doubt that this is even a week away. Yeah. 
These are massive structures which are being constructed so rapidly. You don't build a massive structure like that unless there's a level of warship involved in it. Yeah, because yeah. even with like current technology, probably take months to construct stuff like I, this. I, you know? I wouldn't even venture to guess, but like yeah. there's like... But like not, not like days. Yeah. And... They just 3D print it. Right. <laughs> Wolverine brings it's up, all 3D resin. They'll <laughs> just fall apart yeah. when when you put pressure on the wrong point. Mm. Then Wolverine brings up something that I thought was kind of a thin argument, but I don't know. He says that you know Storm growing up being worshipped as a goddess has kind of permanently fucked with their head. My only thing is that we haven't really seen that problem come up a whole lot with her currently up in the show. Right. It there were there were references to it, like you know when when Storm was growing up and like the Cairo episodes and stuff like that. But they never fully explore it as an individual story by itself. And I think this episode is probably as close as the rest of the original X Men ninety two series does get to it. But yeah, that was a whole thing in in the comics where she was like worshipped as a god and and you know basically controlled all the weather around where that tribe was and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, it fucked with her head and kind of like gave her the ego that she was believing she was a God. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I think I would have gotten except that they, yeah, they didn't, it never like showed a crack of a problem in the time that we've known her in this show. Right. And so like it, they, they present her as a very like totally reformed person. And so, or maybe this was supposed to be the crack, but Wolverine's the only one that really recognizes it. Maybe part of that is of how long he's lived. He's like recognizes human patterns or something. Right, but you also get the comment from Beast that it was like, yeah, Xavier was able to get her out of it. Mm -hmm. So like he helped her through that moment. Yeah, so they ask one of the servants or what they think is a servant a question and he starts to respond, but then like immediately gets punished by one of the robots just for like acknowledging. Well, he he starts getting scared of like, you can't talk to me, you can't talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then he also gets punished on top oh, okay. of it, even though he was rejecting the offer of the conversation too. Yeah, okay, so he, he was even just like acknowledging. So it wasn't even like, yeah. you know, doing anything. Then Wolverine, you know, sees that like these aren't just celebratory vehicles or whatever. Like this is not a flyover or something. Yeah. These are all like warbird ships. Yeah. So, yeah, them. yeah. You know, basically Wolverine is like ready for a fight. And by that point, Cyclops is there with them and he's still expressing doubt. And, and Wolverine says, you've been up in space. Those are warbirds. Yeah. Which... You know, that's especially all the stuff with the Dark Phoenix saga and, and the Shi'ar and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know when a ship is built to fight something versus look pretty. Yeah. And I think Jubilee in this next scene acknowledges like, that's a lot. Yeah. Like, how big is this wedding going to be? Yeah. But, you know, as they, they start to leave, you do see one of the laborers kind of Looks like he's spying on them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. From the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh, is this dude like a snitch for Archon and he's spying on, on yeah. them for him or something like that? Surprise, it's more. It's not more. Yeah, it's not more. <laughs> back to where Archon is. He says to Jubilee, the ships are bringing back laborers and gifts. And they kind of just glance over the fact that he said they're bringing laborers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where our trade school is. <laughs> internship program yeah <laughs> it's 
for statue building. It's bad. And then Storm and Jubilee witness Archon punishing one of these servants. Right. And he's not hiding it anymore, which is interesting. It's only interesting to me because of how smooth he was trying to be before then. And he hasn't even gotten to getting married yet. No, and it, it's like, yeah, I mean, we you see it in, in lots of pop culture things where the flag stands out because you're watching from the outsider's perspective, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're only seeing minutes of their interaction in total on screen, but it's like, oh, maybe the dude just has a little bit of a temper, but you don't realize it's like, oh no, that's just him letting the veil down by accident a little yeah. too early. My, my friend Marvelous, she always says, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Don't try to fix that for them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like a thing to legitimately be pissed at, quote unquote. It was, she didn't kneel when she walked into the room. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, the storm was like, yo, that's overreacting. And Archon's argument is, you don't know our ways and customs. And it was like, okay, that's not even a red flag. That's like a... Yeah, that's <laughs> just that's out. just <laughs> saying you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, you can't use the culture argument for that one. Yeah. Back with Wolverine, with Cyclops, and he sees the ships return. And they kind of come back with like cages full of people. Yeah. And it looks like they're doing like an intake of yeah. slaves. Yeah. And they're all dressed the way that we've seen the people who have been portrayed as the laborers too. Yeah, which is a little bit more depressing because now we know it's not a uniform. It's like Yeah, it's uh, like it's, they're literally just pulling people from their culture yeah. and bringing them over. And the only thing, re- how we know that is in this like intake process that we see, we see them like getting the bracelets yeah. put on. Yeah, so they, you know, you see this interaction where two of them are being separated from each other and, you know, Wolverine is like, ready to go and this what the the laborer from that we saw earlier the one who i was mentioning that oh is that dude a spy is like you shouldn't be here yeah wolverine thinks he's like ready for a fight he's and pointing then, a gun at him yeah he's pointing the or gun a, a blaster yeah there's no guns in this. it's a it's a, but he shoots over wolverine and knocks out a robot that was apparently getting very close without them realizing it yeah wolverine apparently does not smell this brand of robot <laughs> yeah. Because he can smell Sentinels. This brand, new robot. Yeah. And so this new guy introduces himself. It's like a really on-the-nose name. He says, my name is Mentor. Which I looked up Mentor because I was like, why does that sound familiar? Mentor is a member of the Imperial Guard. Is this a related character? Not at all. Okay. I was nope. Say that's like, just another Mentor. Okay. Yep. It's a big universe. There could be more than one Mentor. <laughs> well, if he was just, he was like humble bragging. Also, he's like. I'm not going to brag or anything, but, you know, they named me Mentor. So My name isn't Mentor, yeah. but my title is Mentor. <laughs> and so they work together. That's a callback. Yeah. Hopefully you've been listening. Continuity. Jerusalem. Yeah. And they work together to free the, the newly captured slaves that they were watching this being intake there earlier. In the middle of this scuffle, the, the robots are starting to overtake them. And... Mentor says he, he it seemed like he was trying to hide this, but he says it out loud. He's like, I have one of the portal things, but I was saving it for an emergency. And Beast was like, this is an emergency. Yeah, you should use this right now, sir. <laughs> so they do it, immediately escape, and we cut back to Storm, still kind of unfazed from the whole thing that happened before with Archon. I think she's just so like love drunk on yeah. this scenario that I think she's just not seeing stuff. And that still goes to like be uncharacteristically quick that she changed her mind. That's fair because now that I think about like my real life, I've been you've done dumb to, shit. Yeah, I've done dumb shit. But also, I've been to weddings where the bride or the groom has made one too many excuses for the other, 
and at the wedding at the wedding oh good go through it this is healthy then, and then it doesn't you know surprise surprise doesn't work out down the road so you know i i can see it she's like but i'm already here i have the dress picked out speaking of dresses she asks the new sir there's like new servants every time this happens well of and, course and, there and, are because this dude is probably killing them yeah. the second they're off camera so this current servant storm is like which dress do you think i guess at this point she's picking like the reception dress or something because there's like a lot of outfits happening right now dude Royal weddings, she's yeah. got like seven outfit changes. Come on. So this servant girl freaks the fuck out. She's like, please don't ask me. And this is what broke my heart. She said, like, if I choose the wrong one, then I'll be punished. Yeah. It was like, what kind of, what? Like, Because you you know that Archon is such a piece of shit. He will probably ask opinions and there's no way they could get, get it right anyway. And he just uses that excuse to be like a torturous piece of shit. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So Storm still defends Archon as a good man. She's like, I can fix it. Which is, from the outsider perspective, it's like, oh shit, that's the flag. That's the flag for you right now. If you say, yeah. I can fix it, there's some shit going down. And she's she's actually, she's saying all this to Jubilee. and That she's needed here, that she loves him. And Jubilee says what I was thinking when Storm was saying all this, because Storm was saying a little bit too much. Jubilee's like, oh, I don't think I'm the one you're trying to convince we cut away from all that we're at some sort of cave or cavern where mentor has wolverine and cyclops and beast is getting treated for his injuries oh yeah i forgot beast got injured in all this beast finally begins to doubt the wedding at that point he's a smart Uh, guy right and then get a little more of an exposition dump on what's been going on and they mentioned that thousands have become enslaved and that thousands have died like they actually acknowledge that thousands of people have died because of it and i think given that the dark phoenix story eliminated the planet that gene blew up having people on it this is the biggest mention of death in the series up to this point especially mass yeah and yeah he explains to them what we found out or actually no we find out now too that the power transmitter controls the bands and the robots and everything yeah it's kind of it's the I always get this wrong. It's not the MacGuffin, but it's like that one it's, thing. Yeah, it's the MacGuffin. It's like the one thing that if you shoot that one tower out, everything you know, everything gets fixed. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You're saying it. The everything revolves around the one thing. thing Deus yeah. Ex Machina. That thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like in the you know, War of the Worlds. Destroy the one ship, and then the entire planet's aliens will be. Also, like Independence Day, destroy that one ship, and then right? they basically say that you know the only way to fix this is Storm needs to see it for herself. And of all the shitty things Cyclops has said, this one I felt bad for him. It's like, yeah, it's time for us to go break her heart because he knows it's going to suck. Yeah. He's been he's been through what hypnotized, possessed significant others too. (laughs) Yeah. And so we still haven't even addressed his going to be kid yet. Yeah. Right. So then we cut away to Archon instructing his troops to eliminate the X-Men. And they question like, but these are your fiance's friends. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. Get them away. I don't just they they can just fuck off, basically. So just as just as like love blinded that is that a word? I don't know. Blinded by love. The storm is archon is just like super. I don't even say he's horny. He's just like power hungry. He's He's not horny because he hasn't even worried about banging her he's right. just literally like i need her to control the thing so i could stay in power yeah so he's just not he doesn't he, he doesn't even have a veil anymore he's just like just do it and i'll yep. you know figure it out later cut away to the dinner which i think is like an a like an approximation of a rehearsal dinner for the yeah, wedding. there's a big banquet and mm. really interesting table setup. like there's just like weird crisscrossing but yeah. they're aliens so that's fine <laughs> we want these people to be far away and then that table could be close and then there's like a big dip in the center for some reason <laughs> 
somebody's going to get drunk and die is all I know. And the only people that are missing are the X-Men, which is for a guy that just instructed his, you know, slaves or troops or whatever to eliminate them. Didn't think to like just not not maybe not put them in the floor plan. (laughs) But I feel like if they didn't put them in the the seating arrangement, then that's a standout to storm of like, wait, why would he set the table without spots for my friends? Here he could be like, see, your friends suck. They didn't even show up. Yeah. That's true. They're trying to get Professor Xavier. It's very gaslighty. <laughs> yeah. Having the empty seats is actually working out in his favor. Because she looks over and is disappointed. And Jubilee is like caught in the middle of like, this yeah. is awkward. <laughs> then Archon starts to give a speech. And gets interrupted by the X-Men Kool-Aid manning through the wall. And tells Storm, ask Archon where all these servants came from. And Storm already knows the answer. Because she confronts them immediately. It's like, that's the moment she snaps. She likes, like, she's already snapped out of it inside. But this is the time she does, like, externally is like, yeah, where did they come from? Well, and this is the first time, like, I know we have have said it referring to it. But they actually were very careful about using the phrasing. She asked if they are slaves instead of servants. Yeah. I guess I don't understand. I'd never lived through myself a period where there was a difference between, like, actual like labor like you know you pay someone to come clean your house and like a servant and yeah. i'm guessing servants still get paid is that the i mean i compensated? I, I, th- I think the the way i would see it is jarvis is a butler slash servant to tony stark yeah alfred is the butler slash servant to bruce wayne yeah so it's there's still a transactional relationship even if it is a a difference in power but the person who's in it still has a choice yeah so if if Jarvis or or Alfred wanted to leave, they could do that freely. Yeah. And to people who don't know the reference, the Jarvis before it became a computer. <laughs> oh, fuck you and the MCU wannabe shit. Yes, yes. This <laughs> is like the person, not the, the computer. <laughs> yes. Edwin Jarvis was originally yeah. a person. Because some people didn't watch a... Uh, Read a fucking Carter. comic book. Right. <laughs> Fuck but, Rob. But yeah, but yeah, they're getting paid, like, or at least like housed or something. There's some sort of like compensation there. It's not just uh, you know, you're getting it's, shackled. Yeah. It's it's not to say that somebody who's a servant is being paid fairly, but there is a scenario where they are not forced to only do that role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she So I th- I think that Storm was under the understanding that those were people who like could leave and go to their home and stuff like that, not that they're forced to be there so storm loses it when she hears the truth come out of archon's mouth yeah because well because archon immediately goes back to his previous statement of like blaming history and says like all great people need to make decisions like this he goes into like the pompous piece of shit mode basically yeah like that and not not even ends justify means his ends he justifies his (laughs) means to his end yeah and i originally thought that she had let go of whatever control she had of the weather and was going to destroy the power transmitter thing. And that's why the weather got crazy. Well, but she was actively destroying things. Right. Well, <laughs> so she freaks, she like understandably freaks out. She starts to call him a butcher and tries to leave. And that's when he does the grab your wrist yeah. being control. And that's when the fight breaks out. And then Wolverine jumps on top of him. And, you know, he almost actually takes out Archon but there's a cheap shot from behind that that drops Wolverine. And at that point, 
Storm is basically in the square and she is wrecking shop. <laughs> and Jubilee, for the one of the rare times, is a voice of reason, is also somewhat productive. Yeah. And like Storm, you're hurting a bunch of innocent people. And that's when it clicked for me. It's like, oh, she's not just letting go of the control of the weather. She's like actively like Yeah, she's just gonna things. Yeah. You know, regardless of like the issues of if there's an aristocracy there and that's an mm-hmm. unfair scenario, it's like just if you're destroying buildings, innocent people will be hurt. Yeah. Like even <laughs> even the even these laborers who are stuck in these buildings, if you destroy a building that people are in it, they're gonna fucking die. Which we've established she doesn't care about. She's dropped literal buildings. <laughs> the her and beast, they're savage, right? Yeah. But Jubilee is able to successfully talk her down. Mm-hmm. And it kind of quickly accelerates from this point. She talks her down and they're like, okay, let's get one of the golf ball beat things and go. Yeah, Wolverine is basically like, yeah, if you want this to end, you better give us one of those balls right now. Yeah. And so they they start leaving and Storm is, you know, poetically the last one in line to leave. And Archon is just like being a a total dude bro. Well, he goes through phases on it, but he goes in rapid succession. First, he's begging. Then he tries to bribe her. And then he goes into like, oh, you're going to be treated like shit when you go home. They don't appreciate you there. Blah, 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 blah. So he literally goes three phases in like six seconds. Of incel panic. Yeah, totally incel panic. (laughs) That's spot on. And thinking like, I mean, obviously he's not thinking, you know, correctly at this point. But as a person watching it from the outside, you're like, was this going to work? Yeah. (laughs) Like, was it? it, How did you see this playing out? Yeah. And he's so, he's grasping at straws at that point. No so doubt. right before she leaves, she pops the storm statue's head off, yep. destroying it, and then gets one last second shot and pops the the power transmitter. Yep. And then we just we you don't even get to see the completeness of it, but we see the the slave starting to get freed. Yep. And you just kind of imagine what happens at that. So point. and she gives the ultimate fuck you back to him, calling it a royal wedding gift from the heart. <laughs> and it's like this is the last time you're ever going to see me. Good luck not dying. Yeah. Which uh, once again, I know the, it was a cool poetic moment of leaving or whatever. But in you know theme of the X Men, just like not you just keep letting villains go. They still have a bunch of those portal beads, and he knows where she lives. And he might get ripped apart now, but I don't know. I wouldn't leave that loose thread open. <laughs> I would at least stay and watch him get ripped apart. But then she has to not let him get ripped apart because she won't let him die. If he dies and she doesn't see it, it's not her fault. But she can't watch him die. But what if she puts him in a building and then drops it? Then the, <laughs> then the building killed him. See? <laughs> then uh, shoddy construction is the yeah. They're back at the X-Mansion. Storm is lamenting at the top of the tower. That that I kind of like in my head have made that like the sad tower. That's where all the X-Men go when they're going through like a crisis and just sorting stuff out, just being sad. And it feels like it's just all the adults, like basically everybody but Jubilee understands there's someone up there. Leave them alone. Wasn't she up there sad at one point though when she was talking to Storm and yeah. Storm gave the like freaks like all of us moment? Yeah, she doesn't get it though. She always tries to go there. She doesn't, she understands it for herself, but not anybody else. Yeah. And then Wolverine kind of holds her back and is like, you're just going to have to let her be sad for a while, you know? Right. And then, and then it end, just ends, ends on that, like, it's not even a bittersweet moment. It's just a bitter moment. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of the Storm's version of, like, you know, losing Magda or something. Yeah. It's like, even though Archon was objectively an asshole, in her head, there was a time where he was, like, her... An idealized version. Yeah. Yeah, like the he was finally the thing that she's always been looking for. So yep. that kind of sucks. And she was going to be a, get to be a god again. 
at the very least, she was empress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, not the greatest of episodes. My favorite character and not my favorite of episodes, but we got through it. We uh, got through it. I don't have any more thoughts about it besides it's, it happened. And like I said, aside from this is the last episode in the traditional animation style that was created or aired, there were barely any notes. Like, even the Archon stuff, that was me, like, literally searching for his name and not even, like, trivia associated to these episodes. Yeah, I think the closest thing was, like, all the... When this was even the last episode, it was all, like, the He-Man kind of, like, yeah. parodies almost. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw those on the Instagram and stuff like that, but it was just kind of, like, there's something about this episode that just did not resonate with me, and I think that carried over to, like, just... As a wider aspect, it just didn't resonate because not to keep going back to it, but Beast being like, it was uncharacteristically quick that she made this decision. Mm. And I think that's a part of what makes it hard to attach because it's like, would she really have bought into it this fast? Yeah, Yeah. it it was just a little, she was off in this. I was half expecting to be like, it was a scroll all along. I don't know why it would be that, but it just didn't seem like her. Well, Skrulls have been in the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> there's that one episode in Mojo World where That's there's right. a Skrull in the audience. So let's put that in our headcanon. This was Skrull Storm being a dumbass. <laughs> have you heard of a little thing called Secret Invasion? Yeah, I'm about to. Anyway, thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app of your choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and cast box strap in hang on because this show goes off the rails at this point on but we get a fairy tale episode off the rails <laughs> fairy tale <laughs>